Welcome to Clarity to Launch the Podcast. I'm your host, Natanya Bravo, founder of the Bravo Life, business and mindset coach, and a woman on a mission to help you acknowledge that internal whisper and gain the clarity you need to launch a life you truly love. Years ago, I followed my own whisper and took a leap of faith, leaving behind a six-figure salary and everything I knew to fulfill a one-day dream of moving to Paris. That one tough decision led me to creating a seven-figure business, marrying the love of my life, and helping thousands of women use their passions to uncover their purpose and create the income and impact they were born to. It all boiled down to one decision. Was I going to keep telling myself one day or make today day one? Now it's your turn to decide. Clarity to Launch is here to give you the tools you need to guide you along the way. All you have to do is decide. So are you ready? It's time to launch the life you were born to live. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Clarity to Launch, the podcast. Natanya here. Hi, we're here on our guest show, and we've got the amazing Natanya Bravo joining us. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. For everyone who is a little confused, I am really excited today because I'm doing a joint podcast episode with the amazing Sky, who's going to introduce herself in just a second. And for all of Sky's listeners, my name is Natanya Bravo. I'm a business and mindset coach and founder of the Bravo Life. And I work with primarily women to really support them in being radically honest with themselves in a way that completely shifts the trajectory of their life and their business. So I'm just so excited to be joined by Sky, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we'll chat a little bit more and we can share why we decided to do this episode together today. Oh, thank you so much for the introduction. And hello, I am Sky, and I'm a business and leadership strategist. I help play a pivotal part in working with ambitious entrepreneurs, build multi-six and seven-figure businesses by focusing and aligning their talent, their team, and creating time. I'm so thrilled to be here on this joint episode with you, Natanya. Thank you so much for having this conversation as a joint podcast episode. This is so exciting and a first. Yes, this is my first time doing this too. And just for transparency for everyone, because I think, you know, when you first hear both of our voices, if you're not used to hearing the other, you're like, wait, who's this? We have discovered each other online. And when I saw Sky's podcast and listened to some episodes and saw her website, I was like, oh my gosh, we have so many synergies and things that we both like to, the way that we talk about things, the way that we do things, the why behind we do things. So it just made sense instead of trying to have two conversations that would likely be very similar. Why not just do this together? So I'm excited. And I also think for someone who teaches like time efficiency, I'm like, I'm loving this because it's like (laughs) role modeling, what we help other people to do. But one thing like I'm always so interested when I'm meeting new people, Natanya, and and, and I hope it's the same, like it's kind of that like little like potted history of like what or the thing that sparked the mission that you're on because you know, your mission is so important and I've lived my business life, not true to, to exactly what I wanted living someone else's dream. And I felt totally out of alignment. So Mm. why, why did you go into this business? Yeah, it's interesting. So I actually didn't live someone else's dream. I lived what was my one day dream at one point, but I outgrew it. And so I, before college, all of it used to watch these. I don't know if you have them in the UK, but The Hills was this reality show on MTV. Yeah, we watched it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So this was like 20 years ago. I'm aging myself, but it was super popular. And I didn't know what these girls did, but I was like, I want to do that. I want to like fly all over the world and throw parties for celebrities 
and live glamorously. And so I studied marketing and PR. I figured out that's essentially what they were doing, obviously a little bit made up for TV um, and graduated and went right into New York and worked in the entertainment industry. And I got that job where I was traveling and going to film premieres and Cannes Film Festival and London Fashion Week and doing all the things that I always wanted to do. But very early on, I would say within the first five years of my career, I started to realize I'm not actually happy. I didn't have those words at the time, but I just knew something was off. When everyone is telling you how amazing your work is or your job is, but you don't believe it, something was off. But it was what I it was what I wanted to do. I wrote out verbatim exactly what I wanted out of a career and I got it and it wasn't quote unquote enough. And there, so there was that guilt of, but you're supposed to be happy. You're making the money, you're doing the things. Mm. And I didn't know what I actually did want. So that was even more frustrating because when I would hear the words passion and purpose, I would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that is just making me cringe and be overwhelmed because maybe I don't have a passion or purpose. But I'd always had this dream, this other one day dream that I would eventually create this platform to empower women. But again, I didn't really know what that meant. Is it a blog? Is it a book? Is it a physical place. And I put it off. So I'm going to do that when I'm old, whatever old really means. Right. And (laughs) eventually that feeling wasn't leaving me. I ended up getting really burnt out. I was working 80 hours a week. I collapsed on the train in New York one day and just had this moment Mm -hmm. of I've got to change something. So while I still didn't know what I was doing, I ended up getting a life coach myself to figure out what is it that I want to do. I ended up really starting to date myself because I was on the dating struggle bus before I met my husband. And I was just tired of all areas of my life. And through that journey, I ended up moving to Paris on a one-way flight because one of my friends asked me something I encourage us all to ask ourselves and each other, which is, what's something you've always wanted to do that you never said out loud? And I said, I've always wanted to move to Paris. And she's like, oh my gosh, you have to do it. And I was like, you're insane. And all the excuses, right? We were talking about this before we got on. Of, yeah. I can't do it because I have a job and I have this, or I don't have money for that, or I can't afford this. And all of my excuses started to bubble up. But something about her insistence and excitement planted that seed. And six months later, I was on a one-way flight to Paris. I didn't know anyone. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know what I was going to do for money. I was just figuring it out. I figured worst case scenario, I will go get another job. But at least I know that I've tried this thing that's been inside of me. And I ended up in using that time to now figure out this platform. And that's how the Bravo Life was born. And as I mentioned, because of my experience working with Fortune 500 brands doing brand marketing, I started to get people asking me, like, can you help me with my business? So instead of helping billion dollar companies make more billions, I was like, wow, well, I can make more women more money and people that actually want to make a difference and not just sell like a fancy handbag. And that excited me. And it just was a ripple and trickle effect from there. And here we are five years later. I love everything you said. I've written that question down because that is such a good one. I was like, I'm going to, I want to ask my husband that as well. Like, what is <laughs> yeah. this dream that we're not even saying? It's so, that's so magical. Um, and like you talked about like that pa- passion and purpose. Like when I think of brand work, I often think of passion and purpose. And mm-hmm. to me, it's something I've always worked on, but send me down rabbit warrens of like distraction and like never quite knowing or never knowing when I did know and always thinking like, well, as I grow, my purpose changes and, so for those people who have just like been searching and searching and searching for like, well, what is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing? Like, what, what do you say to those people? Do you work with those people? Like, is oh, that yeah. a normal thing to feel? Is that just fear? Like what comes up? 
I think that's most people. We feel like we don't know. We actually always do know. And I know we were talking about this before, even though I didn't, I couldn't have imagined the Bravo life, the entity, the business 10 years ago, I knew what I wanted to do. I'd been writing in journals since I was 13, that I was going to empower women. I was a 13 year old teenager. (laughs) Who was I really going to empower? So it wasn't, it wasn't random when I actually ended up doing that. But I will say, I think when you're in that place of you no longer hear your own voice, which is what I really believe is going on because we've been so into the titles, which I want to hear your perspective on, because I know you do a lot of your client, your work with your clients around that of, well, I'm a mom or I'm a director or I'm whatever it is that title we've been assigned that we no longer even know what we want really do, but we don't hear it anymore. We hear everyone else's voice. So when you go to dream, it's nope, that's not possible. I can't do that because I'm a mom or because whatever it is, that box that we put ourselves in. And so for me, it wasn't, I couldn't just go try to figure it out. I've done that for years. I had many journals of ideas. They were just sitting collecting dust. I needed to go out and do things to figure out what I did like, what I didn't like, and start to hear my own voice again. And so when I said I started to date myself, I started to travel solo, I signed up for piano lessons. Okay, nope, don't like that. I was just taking messy action that probably didn't make logical sense. But I couldn't discover yeah. this thing using logic. I needed to really feel and try and make the mistake. And, oh, no, I, I don't like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, what do I actually like to do when I do travel alone? Did I actually want to go out on this tour? Or what I was just doing it because everyone else wanted to do it? What do I actually enjoy about talking to new people? What conversations are exciting me? What conversations are draining me? And through that process is what led me to this. But I wouldn't have been able to think my way through that. I'd love to hear your perspective and also how you, because I know you said you put yourself in the box and ended up getting out of that box to now do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I love that idea of like thinking your way through and experimenting. And it's actually, just before I go into that, it's a problem a lot of my clients find themselves with a lot of my clients are so busy that when I we create them time through creating teams like better aligning their to aligning to how they want to work so it's not necessarily aligned to just the purpose it's more to do with their gifts and what comes Mm. easy to them and therefore they don't have to do as much work um, or work as hard it's like what do I do with this time because I'm usually just filling that with work and it's like who am I now like what what is it that I want because we've been (laughs) the business owner, we've been the team person, we've been the mom, we've been the carer, whatever. We've done all of these roles. And in what we've done in the same time is like su- suffocate our own role. Yeah. And I often used to think like, well, my business is for me. That is my role. My mm. business is my like independence. But as my business became more successful, and it kind of was at the start when I wasn't really making any money and I was just like a hobby and you know trying to get it off the ground, I was like, I had to think of it like it was my time because I was investing everything everything into it to get it going and then it becomes successful and we we hit multi-six figures and it's like well I could do this other stuff like what what other stuff do I want to do I'm like who am I when I'm not working (laughs) and a lot of my clients find that too um and it's like I used to enjoy dancing I used to enjoy writing I used to enjoy this you know I'm scared of that now or I I don't have I don't want the commitment of that we can come up with all these reasons and excuses but the the thing that (laughs) yeah I I I'm from a very traditional farming family in the UK. So my family are like retailers or farmers, which basically means if you don't have a business that grows commodities or sells physical products in a physical shop, not even online, physical shops, then you don't have a proper business. It is some sort of, <laughs> my dad once said to me, the idea of selling, selling courses online was like robbing a bank. I was like, 
No, it doesn't really work like that. But that's the kind of mindset I grew up in. And so I had this like deep, dark desire and it felt like, and it felt naughty almost. Like it did feel like a fantasy that I wasn't allowed to share with everyone that I wanted to be on stages speaking, that I wanted to be empowering people through teachings and through coachings and through experiences, um, how to have a great business and have a life that you wanted to live. Like the two aren't an either or, it's not a balance in my eyes. It's a blend. Mm. And the two blend together and that is called your life. Mm. And the way you want your life to work is all very well working that out, but quite often it's too late. And I think that's really sad, like going to funerals, feeling inspired, which is, is a weird thing to say, actually. Yeah. I used to like go to like grandparents and funerals and be like, well, what do I want said at my funeral? Like, how do I want things to be? Would I be happy if something happened to me now? Like as morbid as that sounds, like what yeah, would the case be? And similar to your story, I ended up in corporate with uh, burning out with what they thought was a brain aneurysm. Turns out it was work stress. Mm. And it really made me evaluate how I want things to be. But the role models I'd seen in my life were either incredible entrepreneurs who did nothing but work and their whole life was work and they give up everything to work with the positive intention to support their families, but emotionally couldn't support me as a child or being the oldest of four or my parents because that it was like a generational ripple effect of either being amazing entrepreneur and entrepreneurial but never being there emotionally or yeah. being there the whole time but giving up your dream and I was like how do you do both I want to be a great mummy and earn great money how do I do both mm. and I was so lucky that my corporate company headhunted me and I was fast-tracked at 27 I had teams of like 250 people yeah. 45 million pound turnover business you know, all the systems, operations, structures, everything I needed. I was like, oh, this is what entrepreneurs don't get taught. <laughs> they yeah. just do it all themselves. They get stuck in doing the whole time. Yeah. And I realized uh, a lot of my friends and family need this. And so I went into teaching all about, well, actually digressed. I left my business doing about like hospitality and things because I thought I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. But about two years later, I got into teaching leadership, team building and everything. And now it's progressed even more to be around the inner leadership work as well as the practical stuff. Because as you know, you know what to do, but we don't necessarily have the mindset to take it. (laughs) So that's kind of my journey. I, I definitely lived in the shadow of thinking of what people thought was real business. Like when, um, looking for people's approval, uh, putting my own, thinking it was selfish to have my own dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely see that with my clients as well, who would tend to be highly, highly responsible people who just care so much for their clients, for their families, that that means they care about themselves less. And I'm wanting to make that switch so that you care about yourself first. And that has a positive effect on everyone else. And that's where I know we come very close in our in our messages. Yeah, I love what you said about it's not a balance, it's a blend. Mm. Um, because I 100% agree. I'd love to know from your experience and perspective, what does that tangibly look like, right? Because people always hear either balance or no, there's no such thing as balance, you just have to prioritize. But we're both moms, we're both moms of young babies you know things happen you get sick or something unexpected happens yeah, me this week <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that and so what is that like can you paint a general obviously everyone's schedule in life is different but 
how do you actually blend them when there's so many unknowns that you cannot put on a spreadsheet or a calendar? I think the great starting point is to know or have an idea of what you would like. And like you don't necessarily, you might not even know this is exactly the work schedule you want, but let's just like plan it out. What does success look like in your eyes? So I'm just reshuffling mine at the moment. My One of my sons goes to school, the other goes to nursery two days, and I want to do shorter days. I want to take certain weeks off for school holidays. I want to work differently than I do now. I don't know whether I'll really want that life in you know, a few weeks, months time, but like, let's set ourselves up for success. So it's about having an idea of what you're aiming for. Then on a practical level, it's about looking at everything that you have got going on in your world, all the home stuff, all the caring responsibilities, all the business responsibilities and defining what do you want to do and what are you going to let go of? Like on a practical Mm. level, you cannot build a successful business and a successful family by yourself. You need team players. That might be your partner. That might be, for me, it was my mother-in-law to start with for free Mm. childcare. That might be paid home help, cleaning help, food support. That might be automating your food shopping or cooking meals, or that might be an admin person in your business or someone to go and, you know, do the, some of the delivery work for you, whatever it is that is slightly different for different people, because my passion of washing, my, sorry, my, my absolute dislike for washing, you may not have, like, I don't ever want to touch my washing machine, (laughs) but I'm absolutely fine cooking dinner. Whereas you, that might be completely opposite. So we have to like design it in a way that we want it to work. But fundamentally, it means having a degree of structure that of which you can be flexible from having a knowing what things you would like to do and not and having the right support there. So when the shizzle hits the fan, and it does, you've got people who can pick up the pieces like uh, sorry this is maybe a little bit too much information but I did have food poisoning this week and it is about having that person the nanny who can be like right I'm coming back at five o'clock I know your husband's not back from work you are not in a fit state to put the children to bed like yeah. I was literally in bed not yeah that makes me sound like a bad mother but you know what I mean no judgment here I'm sure <laughs> being that unwell so she put the children to bed and uh, my Han- Hannah who works for my business just like rescheduled my whole calendar or sorted it all out made sure all my clients are happy, organized, so that I could just focus on getting better and Mm. nothing else. And if it was just me and no one else knew in my world, like everything would still be on my shoulders. So I'm a big believer that as one person, we can only do so much. And if you're here to make a ripple effect, you need people in your life and you can't do this alone. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was just talking about this on a panel where we were talking about kind of what shifts in your business Typically, this is general statements at each level of growth, income-wise, impact-wise. And, you know, you can run this solopreneur thing, you know, when you're at 30000 50000 a year or so forth. Yeah. But very shortly after, you may not need a full team, but you need nope. some help. Yeah. <laughs> it can be like five hours. It doesn't exactly. have to be. And it doesn't yeah. even have to just be in your business. It can be in home as well. Yeah. You just need some help. Yeah. Because that's going to free up your mental space. I think one of the things, especially after having my son, I realized is that I don't, I no longer have a role where I go to work, I leave work, and work stays at work. I never really had that role in corporate either, just to be honest. But no, now that even I. <laughs> more so now, because 
you're not just thinking about your to-do list or calls that you have to make or things that you need to send off. You're thinking about, it's your business. You're thinking about all the pieces, like everything is yours from the admin to the marketing, to the sales, to the customer service, to the, to the vision, to the creative ideas. Even if you have team members supporting it, you don't just forget that stuff because you hired someone for it. So it's taking up some of your mental space in addition to so-and-so's doctor's appointment and, oh, we got a flat tire and the dishwasher broke and all these other things. And yeah. I think we, especially as for those of us who identify as women, I see it more often that we like allow ourselves to suffer because that makes me a good mom or a good business owner because yeah. I did it all. And I'm like, no, help me somebody. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I have this concept of this cycle of sacrifice because we do. And we either stay and it comes up in four different blocks. So there's the responsibility block, like feeling like you've got to be overly responsible for everything. There's the critical block, being overly critical, perfectionist, that like almost freezing and not being able to move forward and giving yourself a really hard time. The independence block, like you should be strong. You should be, you should power through, even though you're ill, like put those children to bed by yourself. Mm. Otherwise you're a bad mother. Yeah. Um, kind of conversation or the busy block, which is like, oh, I'm better when I'm busy. Like throw me a hundred things. And there's me like, cooking with one hand, bouncing the baby with a foot, <laughs> typing to an email and listen to a podcast, thinking I'm being productive when I'm really not. You know, we do these things with the best intention, but all, honestly, there's a huge part of that that is just trying to keep us safe and not wanting us to like step outside our comfort zone. And I don't know about you, but I've had to step outside my comfort zone a huge amount in my business and it's not always been successful. Yeah. Um, but I'm pleased I've done it and I need to do it more and more. Like, how do you feel about comfort zones? And um, like, yeah. what's your, you were comfort talking about zones, like, I don't remember decisions. who said this, but something around comfort zones is where dreams go to die, which is absolutely true. If you are not having like a slight existence, existential crisis, at least once a quarter, you're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> what am I doing? What's happening? Like a little moment on the bathroom floor where you're questioning everything. You're ready to give yourself your two weeks notice that is pretty much entrepreneurship, right? Where we are constantly pushing the limits of what's comfortable, what's known, what's safe to get through to whatever it is that we're trying to create. And I don't think when, whenever I hear someone say, well, this feels comfortable or this feels easy. Sure. You can do that. But most of us that have chosen this path, we don't, we're never going to be satisfied by just kind of coasting along. When you talked about going to funerals and, you know, feeling inspiration. I got what you were saying. I often ask myself, if today I knew I only had six months to live, what would I be doing differently? And mm -hmm. it's a question that allows me to, to challenge myself of, am I being true to what I really want to do here? Am I Because so many times, we, I'm sure we've all heard stories of people who do get that diagnosis of you've got one year mm -hmm. and then they change their entire lives. But what were they doing the years before? Whose life was the, were they actually living? And so I, I do believe that everything we want is on the other side of our comfort zone. And it will likely incorporate some fear while doing it. I don't believe in this, oh, you're brave. You're going to do it. And you're going to be so brave. No, I'm not brave. I'm literally scared out of my mind every single day. But I make a decision, which is what you started to say earlier, that I'm going to do it anyway. And so I often say like fear 
you can come with me. You can get in the car, but I'm going to drive. You don't get to decide where we're going, where we're stopping, how long we're going to be there. I'm going to drive. I get it. You're going to be there. You're going to be in the back seat. You're going to have some chatter. You're going to have some moments where you might have me hesitate, but I'm still going to drive because I there is fear. I can't ignore that. But fear and excitement, anytime I've followed that has led me to something even greater than I can possibly imagine. And so it's like building a muscle. It's still hard for me, but it's a little easier than maybe it was five years ago for me to lean into that. So, so tell me then, like, what is your, what's the next thing that's kind of fear and exciting you at the same time? Yeah. Like, where are you going? I knew that question was coming. So I love that you asked that. <laughs> oh, you could see me getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> I both love and also I'm like, because I still have the moments of like, ooh. So I, I feel that when you ask the question, but I'm also excited that you asked the question. That fear and excitement is there for me right now. So I recently over the last year have started to create what up until now have been breakthrough sessions for my clients. I just did one in London a, a couple weeks ago and it's a full weekend And we are basically together coaching for 20 hours of very intense coaching. And it's designed to be really a transformative experience where the person is one day we're really focused on who are you and we take off all these labels. Like, what are you really here? here? Who are you? Who are you at soul level? What do you really want? What do you believe is in the way between where you are and where do you want to go? Like, if you're really honest with yourself, no judgment and just said what you really feel, what does that look like? And that usually is a very emotional process of someone saying things out loud that maybe they've buried for a while. What do you need to forgive yourself for? What are you proud of? And then the next day is, okay, taking all that we've done the first day, how do we release that? And how do we start to shift that and move forward? And in doing that over the past few years, last year, I've realized how exciting those are for me. Like I love doing those. I love business strategy. I can help you with messaging. I can help you with funnels. But where I light up is that work. When I can see someone, you know, my client I just left in London, she was like, I literally will never be the same after this weekend. That for me is like a, the gift that there's no price that you can put on that gift because I can see the change in her eyes and the realization of, oh, I'm here. Like I'm re- like really seeing yourself for the first time. We look in the mirror every day, but we don't really look at ourselves. And so being able to give that to women on a larger level right now is the big goal. Like I'm envisioning doing these two to three day transformational experiences for hundreds of women around the world in different mm-hmm. events and experiences and really having it not be like a conference where you come and people talk at you, but where you really get a chance to see yourself and exactly what we're talking about, right? Like, what do I want to be remembered for? What what do I want to shift? Who do who am I really when I take all of this off and giving that on a community level where people, I think if we all could just realize that we're the same, we may have different circumstances, but the thoughts, the feelings, the fears we're all going through it. You're not crazy. You're not the only one. And that is really what I want to do on a larger level and what I see becoming a big part of my business as we grow. Sounds so magical. So magical. And I know you said at the start, like, actually, you felt like you've always, you had not haven't lived someone else's dream, you just outgrew yours. Is this an example whereby you were doing what you wanted to do before with like the marketing messaging, but you've kind of growing to the next level of the way you unlock that is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's when I was going through probably about a year ago, exactly. I was going through a period in my business where I was like, something's off. The same thing I was feeling in my corporate career. I I'm good at what I do. I don't hate it. I enjoy it, but I know there's something more and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I, and 
I that same life coach that I hired literally 10 years ago now, I still work with him from time to time. And he asked me the question of when's the last time you felt what you're feeling right now? And I said, during that period when I was in corporate and couldn't figure out. And he was like, okay, well, maybe this is your sign you're from yourself. This is a reminder of like what you know what you need to do next. And so I allowed myself again to play, to not put so much, I stopped having income goals and we're going to reach this many people this month. We're going to onboard this. I didn't even care about that. I left myself a full year to figure out what do I actually enjoy here? What do I enjoy less? Where do I feel in my zone of passion? And that is what led me to creating those breakthrough experiences, which have led me to now starting to do more speaking and other aspects. So it's not that I no longer want to do the more tactical side. Um, I just know like exactly what you said. I've kind of grown to the next level of what that dream is and what that looks like. And if I I could keep doing what I was doing, I mean, we were, you know, we've had months where we've enrolled a hundred clients in a month and it it works really well and people get great results. I have clients that have gone from zero to multiple six figures, but I know that if I'm not walking in my complete truth, it's just not going to be sustainable. And that energy exchange with, with mm. myself and what I'm sharing online just won't be authentic. So I need to bring all of me, not just this one part that I'm good at. I need to bring all of me to the table because again, whenever I've done that, it always has resulted in even better than whatever I can possibly envision right now. So mm. it's exciting and terrifying because it's a new area that I'm diving into on a more public level because up until now it's Mm -hmm. been more with just private clients but yeah I'm excited and I can totally relate to this as well because about a year ago maybe slightly less like nine months I was just getting this like dissatisfaction with Mm. what I was doing like I was like people getting amazing results doubling their businesses halving their workloads and I was like yeah why do I want to just burn this thing? Is this a sabotage? Burn the whole thing down. Yeah, I just want to burn it. I just call like evergreen webinar, everything working, converting. And I'm like, "Ah, let me just shut that. I don't need that anymore. Um, But what I realized was like this disconnect between like I was teaching the practical, but actually when it came to like on a personal level of why, like I knew all this stuff and I was still finding it hard to implement. I was like, Mm. come back to why. There's this whole like cycle of sacrifice. And a whole way of working, I'd basically been blocking off because I thought people around me in the past would think it was really weird that mm. I am able to understand people's circumstances and teams like through their eyes and know exactly the type of support they need or not yeah. on an intuitive level and then foresee what challenges that will bring or, or, or opportunities that will bring in the future. And basically it was a skill that I thought, A, to begin with, everyone had and mm. C, and B, that if I actually started talking about it, like, oh, does that not make me like really strange? And how do yeah. you how do you bottle that? And so it was something that I was doing, but I wasn't really seeing for myself, didn't have that mirror on. And then I wasn't being able to competently talk about. And to be honest, I'm I'm still working on that myself. But yeah, that whole here. like growth and change. And I still do some of the practical stuff, but it's enhanced my work to a whole new level. Yeah. And I just adore. And it's so much easier for me because instead of just overthinking, like, is that my brain? Is that someone else's brain? I can just like tune in, like, no, this is exactly, I know exactly what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just made everything so much more freeing. Um, yeah. But but it was that whole like outside of comfort zone still is outside of comfort zone. Like, where am I taking this? How do I talk about this? And yeah. and do I want to share this with people that I yeah. love? Post- <laughs> I think I'm complete fruit loop when I talk about yeah. knowing what's going to happen in someone's future. 
uh, not in like a Mystic yeah. Meg crystal ball way, but you know. <laughs> I know what you like, mean. That, like, honestly, my, my dad would make jokes of me being like, come into like a, a Mystic Meg tent or something. Mm. And, it, you know, when people you respect and you love, and I, I'm fortunate to have very good relationships with my family members, when you think that there is judgment because they just want to keep you safe, like it's really hard at times yeah. to get outside and find out exactly what do I want? Yeah. Uh, you said a few things that I want to touch on. One was you felt like everyone can do this. And I hear this so often because the things that are intuitive to us, that come easy for us, that are natural for us, they're not that way for everyone. But because we don't know that, we're like, well, no one's going to see any value in this. Like anyone can do this for themselves, which is just so not true. Like there are so many skills that you have that like immediately when you start talking about like delegating and I was like I need to hire Sky <laughs> then simultaneously I'm sure there's things that I do naturally that maybe don't come as natural for you and so I think it's really important for everyone listening to remember that just because for you you're like well it just comes naturally it's easy it's what I do with my friends and family that's your gift that's why it's easy and that gift is meant to be passed on to so many others so that we can create that ripple effect and you also talked about not being able to maybe clearly communicate what it is, right? So you asked me that question right now. I just gave you a general synopsis, but I still don't know what I'm really creating. But it's in both of us deciding that even though we don't have it perfectly crafted in this perfect niche statement, which is, by the way, what I help my clients do, but can't do for myself right now, right? Oh, I'm a this who helps you do this and helps you do this. I am still allowing myself to explore, to go do it, to offer it, to share it even though it's not its final form, because I know that with anything, you've got to do the first version before you can get to the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. And if you sit around waiting for it to be perfect, it's just going to sit in your head forever and you'll never get that out. And so, I mean, for both of us right now, we're in this kind of period of integrating more of what we're passionate about into our business. It is uncomfortable when, you know, you asked me the question, I responded, but then I'm like, is that really what it is? I don't know. I don't know, but that's okay. It's okay that I don't know. And I can, it can change. It can evolve. I'm not putting so much pressure on myself to know this is what I'm going to do for my business for the rest of my business. And that's it. Because that's probably not true. If you, we talk again in five years, I'm sure we'll both be doing something else. And that's yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I'm so glad you said that because when you were saying, and I think this is important to say on a podcast, when when you were saying about your, like, what is going to excite you and what's coming up next? I was thinking, oh, this is amazing. She's got all her stuff sorted. I really no, just ask me no, a question no. because I'm thinking, what am I going to say? But isn't it funny how we just assume that someone else has got everything sorted and that we are the only ones not? And it is so not true. You Like you were talking about that everyone comes at the same, the same challenges with the same, in a different guise, yeah. perhaps, with a different context, but similar fears similar mm. things we're scared about and yet yeah. we've made the hard decision that's how I feel about it we've made that yeah. decision saying we're going against the trend we're doing this for ourselves and there was a moment I lay in bed last night and I was thinking Sky you don't give yourself enough credit like you you always think about the things that haven't been done and yes we celebrate things etc but yeah you, there are three women four women who have given up their careers and coming to work for this business and oh, each wow. month consistently you provide for them plus yeah. all the life-changing things we do for clients plus yeah. everything it allows for me and myself yesterday to my son to a doctor's appointment and various things and it's like 
I couldn't do that in the same way in corporate. Like this is down to me Mm -hmm. and that's down to you, Natalia, Mm -hmm. with yours. Like it's all, and I think sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves that we forget what we created and doing that at every stage because we can look ahead and go, yes, but I'm not at the multi-seven stage, this, that, and the other. But when I, when, if you ask me if three years ago, would I want this business right now? I'd have done anything for this business. A hundred percent. We're always looking at the gap, what's missing, what's next. And it's so easy to do, right? You're like, yeah, that's great. But like, what about this? And what about that? And exactly what you said, if me five years ago could see me now, she'd be like, what? Like, this is our life. But it's, I still have moments of, yeah, but I still, I haven't done this or this month wasn't a good month or whatever. And it's like, none of that really matters one in the grand scheme of your life once we're all gone here what is really going to matter right and those those moments of you having more time to spend with your family your team members having financial support to be able to provide experiences for their family you changing the lives of your clients like you're already you've already done that and you're already doing that now and i think i love that you had that reflection in bed of give yourself more credit because I think we all need to eat no matter where you are on the journey you if exactly. you are listening to either of our podcasts I imagine you are someone who is continuously evolving and growing and so if you look at 10 years ago you to te- today now like what are you proud of and acknowledging that and allowing yourself to congratulate yourself and be thankful to yourself for stepping out on faith, doing the hard things, making mistakes, and then picking yourself back up again, even when you felt judged or afraid, or you didn't know the answers, because that's the hard work that it's easy. It would be easy to just kind of coast through life and do what was easy and stay in our little box of comfort. But what fun is that? Well, to use your language, <laughs> to use your language, right? For the, uh, one day, like one yeah. day, one day I'll be happy. One day I'll be successful. One day. Like, let's just assign it's today. And, yeah. I, and I'm and i saying this and I'm like, I, you still probably need to embody this a little bit more yourself. <laughs> but it's true. Like, as a reminder to me and to everyone listening, like, let's just make today live, like, live each day as, like, true to purpose, like, in a way that we want to be as much as possible. And curveballs come our way. Um, but our ability to handle them and our ability to... Um, change how they affect us in the future and our um, and our own reaction to them is within our control yeah and what else another thing I wanted to touch on was I think I can tell from the work that you do and the work that I do that we both have an analytical and logical side and strategic side but that we are both now coming back to what really fuels all of that which is the embodiment of it the who are you beyond the strategy because I'm sure you know every strategy works. They all work for someone. It's you that makes the difference. And I think in being in business, um, it sounds like we've been doing this work for around the same amount of time. We've probably on our own journeys learned that, yes, I can try a new strategy or teach a new you know, tech, technology thing or a funnel or whatever it is. But if my clients and me as the, the business owner and who what I'm doing for myself and my family, if I'm not emotionally or embodying that or even believing that it's just simply not going to work it's just not going to it doesn't matter how many people you hire if you yourself don't believe that you are are a leader or if you yourself don't believe you're worthy of the business or all the things that go into it you can hire 10 people (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be a big car crash (laughs) 
That's why some of my clients are like, oh yeah, but I've, I've had like three people and it just goes wrong the whole time. I'm like, okay, not that I'm saying every business owner is all on you, but there's a common denominator yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is you. So let's work on that first. Um, it's been so good talking to you. I really feel like our journeys come, we come at things from a different angle, but I mean, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm basically like drawing two halves of a circle and <laughs> that join together. But I really feel that. And I'm, you know, it's been great to be able to get to know you and share kind of your, your story with, um, with my podcast, as well as yours. One thing I always ask people on my podcast, if you, if I can ask my final question, is like, what does full freedom mean to you? Like personally? Yeah. Full freedom means to me that I, I'm trying to think of how to word this. I had, there's a feeling that I feel right now of like almost floating, but if I had to put it into words, I would say complete alignment with who I really am, not what I think I should be, what I think I should be doing in any given moment. So as simple as I don't want to go to lunch, I want to take a nap or you know what? Nope. This conversation doesn't feel right for me. I'm going to exit stage left or no, I'm really feeling called to do more embodiment work. And even though it doesn't sound logical, that's what I'm going to, that to me is freedom. The, the ability to really follow that and hear that inner guidance system and follow it freely without concern over well, what if it doesn't work or what if someone judges me or what if I'm wrong or what if that makes me a bad mom? That to me is freedom. I, I absolutely love that. I really, and I'm also very grateful because you haven't just gone exited stage left with our podcast. So I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> that is good um but on, on a serious note that you you have just articulated that so well so many people struggle like th- th- I have exactly the same thoughts but I've never heard it spoken about in quite such a way it is that like inner trust of your inner guidance mm. and then having things like the the financial freedom to mm-hmm. go and do the thing yeah the piano lessons that we're calling you at the time yeah. or the time in my respect in sense that that you can have an, an hours free, child child free, or um, business free to be able to go and experiment with those things. And I but I do believe that. that when you're truly aligned with yourself on all levels, right? Which is a real. I'm still learning to do that myself. I don't always do it, but that is when I, I when I have been in that space. That is when the time and money. I don't even have to worry about it. It just is there, and I I believe those two are connected. That oftentimes when we're running against like a brick wall of, I don't have enough time for this. I, I don't have the research to do this. I don't have the support for this. It's usually because we're off balance within ourselves. If we can balance within ourselves first, then the outside elements can also be in harmony and balance with that. And I know that sounds very woo-woo. And I can only, I, if I heard myself say that five years ago, I'd be like, girl, what are you talking about? But I can only say that now because I've actually experienced it. When I look at the moments where everything was in full flow and freedom, it is when I was being completely true and aligned to myself and unexpected things would happen. Oh, I've got an unexpected bill. Oh, wow. This unexpected person just signed up that I had no idea was going to happen. And those aren't coincidences, I, I don't believe. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know your perspective on this, but I just feel like there's a connection between the outside resources that we need to be able to live a life of freedom and actually being free internally. I definitely think there is. And it kind of goes back to those freedom blocks I was talking about, because at the end of the day, if you don't feel like you've got that internal freedom, then you're going to push things away. You're going to push the support away. You're going to attract more things onto your to-do list. Like it is just exactly the way you talked about. But 
one, I just wondered if you would mind sharing like one quick tip, like for someone who's like, yes, this makes complete sense, Natalia. Like what, what, like, what can I do right here, right now to get some of that realignment? Like, what do you do? Yeah. So I do um, mirror work, which if for anyone listening, that's not familiar with it. I think I have many different tools, but this is one that I found for someone at the start to be most effective. Because as I mentioned er earlier, we see ourselves every day, but we never really see ourselves. And whenever I have sat in the mirror and truly just looked into my eyes, it's wildly uncomfortable, by the way, you're not going to like it, but just stay there and really look at yourself. And I use prompts and a couple of prompts that I would encourage you to use is you say your name and you don't lose eye conscience for yourself. So I would say, Natanya, I'm so proud of you for, and I allow myself to fill at least 10 things. And I keep saying it over. If I don't believe it the first time, I, I keep saying it over and over while looking myself in the eye, Natanya, I'm so proud of you for, and I keep saying it until I feel it emotionally. Then I move on to the next one. Another one that I find really uh, essential is Natanya, I forgive you for. There's so many things that we're holding on to of mistakes that we've made, maybe things that we should have done, didn't do in our business, in our personal lives that maybe we're conscious of or even self-consciously holding on to. And I do the same exercise. Natanya, I forgive you for. And again, it's going to be wildly uncomfortable. I have done this with many clients. I've never seen anyone not cry. I've never done it without crying. So bring a tissue just for warning. <laughs> because if you're truly doing this work and being honest with yourself, and it's hard to be to lie to yourself when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and no one else is around, this I find to be kind of that first step of getting really clear and honest with you where no one else opinion or judgment or eyes matter. It's just you. I feel like I'm about to cry and I'm not looking in a mirror. Like honestly, (laughs) you're just saying that that's magical. And thank you because I know listening to this, these podcasts, actually that's something you can tangibly go and do right here. Right. Well, once you finish listening, obviously, (laughs) Um, but people clearly are going to be so inspired by just talking that through. What's the best way to connect with you? Those who are listening on my podcast. Yeah, I am at the Bravo Life on all platforms. I primarily hang out on Instagram. So come say hello. I like to actually talk to real people. I know social media, like we all look and spend each other's lives. I do it too, but say hello. I like actual interaction and to get to know you if there was something helpful. But yeah, I'm at the Bravo Life on all platforms. And I have one question for you that I like to ask all of my guests, which is, the question I mentioned earlier, is there something that you've always wanted to do that's on your one day list that maybe you haven't shared publicly before? That's exciting, but a little bit of fears around it. I would love to know. Oh, do you know what the first thing that came to my mind? It's always the first one. <laughs> yeah. So um, present on TV, Ooh, yeah. on TV, which I would outwardly share. I outwardly shared that as a child. I used to go to auditions. I used to like that. I used to think that was the way I was going. And so in my head, I was like, I, Sky, I, the first thing was go on TV. And then I was like, but I thought you'd, I thought you'd moved on from that th- yeah. thinking. And I was like, nope, clearly not. Need to share that. <laughs> I haven't shared that with anyone. So yeah, present on, present on TV, even though I hold so many fears about being able to read teleprompts and all of that stuff. That- what do you have? Do you have, have you like a dream show that you'd love to present on? Is there one? There used to be a children's show that I used to want okay. to be on, but, um, now as an adult, I I don't know what that is yet, but I'm going okay. to explore that further after our call. 
Well, I'm excited to hopefully one day see you on TV. And I would think it would be amazing for us to do this again in another year or two and just see where we both are, because I can tell that we're both in this next chapter of personal, professional. So I'm just excited for you, for both of us to to see how this all flows and freedom. Me Me too. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, and how can we find you online, offline? How can we connect yeah. with you? So the best place is also Instagram for me. Everything is sky underscore barber. But I also um, have my website, www.skybarber.com. And you can come just book a conversation with me and we can just, I love people like you said, let's have a conversation in the DMs. Let's voice note. Let's get yeah. to know one another. And that to me is like what this business is all about relationships. It's also why I love these podcasts. We have to meet amazing people like you. Yeah, it's been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on and for having me on. And I look forward to our next episode together. Me too. Thank you. So the best place is also Instagram for me. Everything is sky underscore barber, but I also um, have my website, www.skybarber.com. And you can come just book a conversation with me and we can just, I love people like you said, let's have a conversation in the DMs. Let's voice note, let's get to know one another. And that to me is like what this business is all about relationships. It's also why I love these podcasts. We have to meet amazing people like you. Yeah, it's been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on and for having me on. And I look forward to our next episode together. Me too. Thank you. I hope this episode gives you more clarity and proof that you can create a life you truly love. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to connect and serve those who are ready to use their ideas and experiences to positively impact the lives of others. If you want to connect more, follow me on Instagram at The Bravo Life.